Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to continue some reasons why a pool may not be holding chlorine and zeroing out. And you may be thinking, wow, this is a lot of different problems that could happen that can cause the pool to zero out. And there are a lot of different reasons for a pool not holding chlorine. And I think if you listen to all of these, it'll pretty much cover everything you're going to run into out there. So I hope you find these helpful. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Now I mentioned in the last podcast about a saltwater generator not producing chlorine because it's running too less or the pool's not running long enough for the salt system to produce enough chlorine for it to chlorinate the pool. And I mentioned the manufacturer uses a 24-hour runtime when they say it you know, produces 1.2 pounds of chlorine per day. And I think one thing that you can run into out there, and I've run into this on several pools, where the customer is really conscious about their electricity use and they're lowering down the pool runtime. Sometimes they'll turn the pump off on you without even knowing. And this is really irritating. I had one customer, and I mentioned this before, that she took her on-off trippers off the pool timer and she said that she's going to run the pool whenever she feels like it needs to be run. And in these situations when you're not running the pool long enough, especially in the summertime, and again, especially when the UV index is really high, and I want to emphasize this point because this is something that a lot of people don't talk about, and the UV index can be a huge factor in the chlorine being used up in the pool. If you're in the high desert or if you're in Texas, and the UV index is high that day, it's going to cause the chlorine to degrade much faster, even with the right cyanuric acid level. So if you're not running the pool and circulating the water during the peak of summer because the customer is saving electricity or you want to save money on power, you're also causing your chlorine to be used up even faster and degrade even faster because now it's not circulating in the water. You're having maybe microalgae forming in the pool. Maybe the the chlorine is not being dispersed because you maybe you added some chlorine in the morning, but then you turn the pool off after an hour and you're letting it stay off during the peak time of day. And this is something else. That's another reason why you want to run your pool during the day and not at night to save money because you want that water circulating and circulating the chlorine as much as possible while the sun is hitting the water. And this makes the chlorine much more effective. It's going to make it last longer in the pool also. So you want to run the pool during the day during the peak summertime. And of course, if you're really worried about the cost of electricity, you definitely want to get a variable speed pump. And you can run the pool effectively during the peak time, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at night when the sun's hitting your pool, without really wasting a lot of money on energy use. Because you can run that pool at 2100 RPMs or 22 RPMs, 2200 RPMs, which saves you at least one-fourth or costs you one-fourth less than running a single speed pump you know, during that same period of time. So variable speed pumps can save you a lot of money and also cause the water to circulate 
during those peak hours when it really needs to be moving in the pool. So one of the things that can cause the chlorine to zero out week to week or even day to day is not running your pool long enough. Now there's one of these theories that said that you should run your pool if you have 12 hours of sunlight. You should run at 12 hours a day. If you have 10 hours of sunlight, run at 10 hours a day. This has been proven to be false. The more you run the pool, the better. So if you wanted to run a pool with a barrel speed pump 24 hours a day, you can easily do it and save a lot of money and also circulate the pool really effectively. And I would say the longer you run the pool, the better off you are. And if the pool's having trouble holding chlorine and you've gone through all the other problems I mentioned here, a cyanuric acid level is correct and still not holding, you may just simply need to run the pool a few hours longer every day to keep the pool circulating and making the, make the chlorine effective in the pool. So not running the pool long enough is a common problem that you run into, and the solution is really easy, just run the pool longer. Here's one that's not very common or something you don't think about, but if you use any kind of stain product in the pool, if you use something like the Biodex Aquadex 50 to remove some staining, or the Hasa Super Stain Out, or just straight ascorbic acid because maybe you have some stains on the bottom you want to clear it up, just note that these products will actually destroy or degrade the chlorine level in the pool. And sometimes you'll get the negative chlorine level that I mentioned back. I think it was the first episode here where I talked about, you know, a chlorine level that's negative in negative territory. These could affect the chlorine level to the point where you're adding the right amount to bring the chlorine back up, but nothing's happening. For example, let's say that you added five pounds of ascorbic acid to the pool because you have some staining on the bottom and the chlorine level was at three parts per million. You go back there a few days later, and the chlorine level is at zero. So let's say you added enough chlorine to bring it back to five parts per million, and you go back there the next day and at zero again. And that's because the product that you use for the stain treatment is still in the water, is still active, and is still destroying the chlorine level. And this is something that you may not think about, but if you do use any kind of stain product, anything that's gonna remove stains in the pool, this can affect the chlorine level negatively, and it can go into negative territory. So I did this one pool one time where I used about a half a gallon of the Biodec Aquadex 50 in there to remove a lot of really bad organic staining, and it was highly effective. It took it all off, but it took me a long time to get the chlorine level to hold in that pool and to get it back to normal. And you'll run into this with a lot of these stain products, and again, ascorbic acid or citric acid will cause this to happen. And it's one of those things where you don't think about it. So if you're going to use one of these products, and I think, by the way, a lot of these products require a low chlorine level to be effective. Not the Hasa Super Stain Out, but I know that ascorbic acid doesn't work really well with a high chlorine level to begin with, and it's going to zero out the chlorine that's in there. So just be aware that these will have a negative effect on the chlorine level in the pool is something to think about when you're using a product to remove stains in the pool. And if you don't believe me, if you just Google, you know, uh, sorbic acid or vitamin C for dechlorination, there's a a uh, study here or a report that, um, let me pull it up here, that the U.S. Forestry Department says that if you just put one gram of pure sorbic acid in a 50-gallon bathtub, it'll remove one part per million. And this is in 48 minutes, so... One gram is 0.002 pounds, so it's really a small amount, and it will neutralize a one part per million of chloramine in a 50-gallon bathtub. So definitely something to think about that the ascorbic acid 
can be used as a chlorine neutralizer. And again, if you're treating something for staining, a lot of the products have something similar to ascorbic acid in them, and it's going to cause the chlorine to be destroyed in the pool. And then here's something you may not think about, but if you do try to neutralize the chlorine and someone tries to neutralize the chlorine in the pool, and you're using sodium disulfate, and this is something that you'll find whenever you see like a, you know, chlorine neutralizer and a product that's, you know, named chlorine neutralizer, you'll find this active ingredient. And, you know, a little bit goes a long way and you can actually get a very negative chlorine level with this stuff very fast. So if you are treating a pool and, you know, you're trying to reduce the amount of chlorine in there with this product. So let me give you an example here. So if you had a 200 parts per million one gallon container. If you had a gallon of, let's say, water that was at 200 parts per million chlorine solution, and you put 1.5 to 5.3 grams of the sodium disulfate in there, again, it's a really small amount if you know what how much a pound to a gram is, this would effectively neutralize that one gallon container of 200 parts per million chlorine. And so if you put too much of this stuff in the pool, you could definitely neutralize the chlorine and make it really difficult to get the chlorine level back up to get any kind of reading. And I know some pool guys that swear that the previous pool company put a ton of this in the pool to zero out the chlorine because they can't get the chlorine level back up. And maybe they didn't get paid and they're sabotaging the pool. Who knows? Maybe that's true. But I can see that happening because it's something that only a small amount will cause the chlorine to be neutralized. I think if you really wanted to neutralize chlorine, I think using ascorbic acid is a much safer way because then you can measure it in there and it's not going to have a, you know, as much of a negative effect. If the chlorine level is at, you know, 20 parts per million and someone wants to use the pool that weekend, you can neutralize it pretty effectively with ascorbic acid. If you're using the sodium disulfate, a little bit goes a long way. So be really careful with it because you can really zero out the chlorine with this product. And I don't use it for that reason because it's very hard to get an accurate measurement to reduce the chlorine in the pool. And it's something that can be overdosed very easily. Another common problem or another common cause of the chlorine being zeroed out is having a high phosphate level in the pool. Now, this can be debatable. A lot of people don't believe that phosphates are an issue. But I've seen really high phosphate levels cause the pool to zero out. And using a phosphate remover like the Arenda product or the natural chemistry product is a sure way to reduce the phosphate level in the pool you have to follow the bottle's direction depending on your phosphate level that you test for to get kind of the amount that you want to put in the pool to reduce the phosphate level down to zero or close to zero. And I, when I'm saying high phosphates, anything over a thousand parts per billion, you know, 2000 parts per billion of phosphates. And this definitely could cause a problem because phosphates are one of the food sources for algae. And if you have microalgae in the pool that you can't really see, this could be destroying the chlorine level or having the chlorine being used up, fighting this microalgae. Once you get rid of the phosphates in the water, you'll see the free chlorine level rebound. And that's why the phosphate and enzyme treatment is so effective in curing a lot of pools that have problems holding chlorine. And that's why a lot of stores will push the phosphate and enzyme treatment on you to cure any problem because they know pretty much that it'll be effective in a lot of cases where the the high phosphates are the problem. If you bring your pool water in to be tested and they say you have high phosphates, you probably do. And using a phosphate remover will be really effective in allowing that pool to start holding chlorine. 
And I think it's one of the things that is often overlooked in testing because a lot of pool guys or pool pros don't really believe that phosphates are a real issue. Some areas, maybe not as much as other areas, but I think testing for phosphates and eliminating them or reducing them in the pool water really does help the pool hold the chlorine level, especially if you're struggling with a lot of microalgae in the pool. And this brings me to another problem that you may not think about, but if you're getting a pool recovered from being cloudy or being green, you may be having problems with the pool holding chlorine after the fact. And this is because the water just has a lot of junk in it. There's no really better way of saying it. There's just a lot of stuff that was in the water, especially if the pool was cloudy and you had combined chlorine. And if you mentioned, if you listened to the last uh, episode where I talked about combined chlorine, there's a break point and there's some factors that will cause the break point not to be reached. However, the cloudy pool water and a pool that's recovering from being green just has a big hurdle to get over to get back to normal. One thing that can help this is cleaning the filter often. A lot of times replacing the filter elements. So if you have a D filter, replacing all the grids in there, if you have a cartridge filter, replacing all the cartridges is something that's going to really help move the needle. A lot of times when I'm doing a green pool cleanup, I'll put four new cartridges in the quad cartridge type uh, filter. And I'll do this at the start of the green pool cleanup. And some people are like, well, why would you want to put new cartridges in to clean the green pool? Are they going to get ruined? Not necessarily, especially if you're cleaning the filter the next day and you're hosing all the algae off. Because I found that having a highly functioning filter really makes the green pool cleanup much more effective. I'll do the same thing with a D filter. If I open it up and I see grids that are bad or torn, I'll just replace all eight grids in there. Then I'll do the green pool cleanup and it's going to be much more effective with a, a filter that's operating at peak capacity. And so a lot of times after recovering a pool that was really cloudy or green, if you don't replace the filter elements, then you're going to run into the problem of it not, you know, filtering the water properly. And this will cause the chlorine not to hold up really well in the pool or be effective in the pool. So one simple solution, if you had a green pool cleanup or the pool has been cloudy, is to replace the cartridge filter. If you have a single cartridge filter, replace that. If you have a quad type cartridge filter, just replace all four cartridges. If you don't know how old they are, you can just kind of gauge by looking at them. And sometimes, you know, you can tell that they're really old. But generally speaking, when I'm doing a green pool cleanup, I'll replace the filter elements if they look old. And this will really help with the recovery later on. So after two or three weeks, you may notice the pool zeroing out, having problems again. And that's because the filter is not working properly. And so I would not overlook poor filtration as a problem, especially after the pool's been cloudy or green for a while. And I wouldn't overlook poor filtration, even if the pool hasn't been cloudy or green. Maybe the pool's clear, but you're having problems with the chlorine holding in the pool. It could just simply be that you need to replace the filter elements. If you have a sand filter, it could mean you need to replace the sand in that sand filter. And once you do that, you'll be surprised at how well the pool holds up after you replace the filter elements or replace the sand in the filter. One thing that I've noticed is that if I'm cleaning a pool or maintaining a pool, there's a broken DE grid and there's some DE getting into the pool. The chlorine doesn't hold really well when there's a grid that has a hole in it or two or three grids with holes in it. Once I replace those grids, recharge it with DE, clean the filter, of course, recharge it with DE, and I have eight really good operating DE grids. The chlorine level holds effectively. There's no algae and the pool recovers quickly. So I would say if the pool's not holding chlorine after it being cloudy or being green, 
One thing that you should do is replace the filter elements or replace the sand in your sand filter, and that will definitely turn things around for you. And the last thing I want to mention, and this is probably an obvious thing, so it doesn't really fit any of the categories of being obvious or not very obvious, is that a pool with a leak will definitely not hold chlorine. And you're going to notice that a lot of other chemicals are also dropping besides the chlorine. You're going to find that the pH is going to be higher than normal in these pools, usually. And you're going to find that the cyanuric acid level is mysteriously dropping. And it's really easy to diagnose a leaking pool. Just turn off the autofill if there is one there and see how far the water drops. Now in the summer, it may be harder to diagnose because of the evaporation. But in most cases, you're not going to lose two or three inches in a week in most areas. And a leak will definitely cause your pool to lose two or three inches. You may hear the autofill running constantly. This is an indicator that there's a leak for sure. But if you do turn off the autofill and don't fill the pool for a week, and it goes down below the skimmer, you definitely have a leak. You can do a bucket test. This is where you take a five-gallon bucket, you put it in the pool with a rock in there, fill the water up so that the inside of the bucket matches the pool water, put some electrical tape to mark this line, and the water in the bucket should evaporate at the same rate as the water in the pool. You want to place the bucket on the first step so that you can keep it from tipping over and make sure no one fills the pool up, make sure it's not going to rain that week. So you can do the bucket test. I have a video on it on my YouTube channel. It's a really easy test to do. You can call a leak detector out there, but initially they're going to charge you $400 or $500 to check the pool for a leak. So I would recommend doing the bucket test first, turning off the autofill to see how far the water goes down. But if you notice the chlorine is not holding in the pool, zeroing out, and you notice that the pool is losing water, then definitely there's a leak causing the chlorine to go out of the pool through the leak source. So Definitely the larger the leak, the more you're going to notice the chlorine being zeroed out. Whereas the smaller the leak, it may not be quite as obvious, but definitely a pool with a leak is something to consider when you are not when you have a pool that's not holding chlorine. So I hope you found this series helpful in why pool zeroing out. And I had to break it up because there's a lot of different reasons and I think it would be too much overload if you hear everything in one giant podcast. But definitely listen to these and listen to them again. If you want to learn about some reasons why the pool may not be holding chlorine or zeroing out, the easiest way to find them is to go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on the podcast icon, and then you're going to see the other two episodes in this series there, and just click on those and listen to them. You can also do this in the Apple Podcast app, and definitely you want to listen to the other parts where I go over some other common and uncommon reasons why the pool may be zeroing out on you. And if you're looking to joining my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at get skimmer backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app